The Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey is brought to you this week by Retro Days. Join the fun this week at retro-daze.org. Sign up for your free account and from there you can contribute articles, start a thread in the forum, and connect with other retro-minded people in the Retro Days community. And don't forget to check out the Retro Days YouTube channel featuring RD's Retro Detention. And by... Fun.com. Have the most fun this Christmas season by shopping at Fun.com. Find something for everyone on your list and save a little money with the Retro Network's 20% off promo link. First, click the link in today's show notes, which will take you to the Fun.com website. A banner will pop up showing that the Retro Network's 20% off promo is activated, which is good now through January 7th, 2022. Then the easy part. Start filling your shopping cart with all kinds of great gifts in the Fun.com store. Snag the holiday party favorite Ugly Christmas Sweaters, featuring themes like A Christmas Story, Caddyshack, The Matrix, Christmas Vacation, and many more. Next, pick some accessories, like the Mandalorian Grogu sneakers, Cobra Kai socks, a Looney Tunes backpack, and much more. Then top your shopping list off with some great retro decor, like Care Bears throw pillows, Power Rangers tiki mugs, and a Batman bed for your furry superhero. Once your shopping list is complete, take advantage of that 20% savings by buying yourself a little something this Christmas. Because that Wampa rug will look great under your Star Wars themed Christmas tree. Beat the holiday rush and start saving now at the one-stop shop for holiday cheer, fun.com. is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! The Retro Network Time Machine is ready to blast to the Christmas past... You've got Jason here. Thanks so much for joining us this week. And, well, it's my fault. Uh, last week on the Wishbook Show, I was kidding around with Mickey, telling him that uh, he was uh, only gone for uh, good reasons, and I was joking around with him. Well, he had a good reason this week. He had to go back to second shift at his workplace. Uh, COVID hit his uh, plant, and a lot of people were out. So he is not here this week. But I do have some guests with me to do our Christmas rumbles this week. And it's a horde of people. My guys over at the thrift store horde on YouTube. I've got Adam here. Retro. Ho, ho, ho. And we've got Kevin. Hello. And you know, I have the feeling that we were maybe not even the second choice, maybe third, fourth or fifth. I feel like we're the coal in the Christmas stocking that is podcast during this holiday week. No, 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 no. You guys are the last minute pharmacy present. <laughs> yeah at the i mean checkout. i can't say i've never done it but <laughs> check out presents no you guys are great uh glad you're here and uh between the two of you you know you can each take one of mickey's shoes and fill it so glad you guys are here and we're able to do the uh christmas rumble this week just wanted to start off by saying uh merry christmas to everybody out there this is going to be our christmas show uh, as we're going to take this week off from recording, so we won't have a show in between the holidays there. But uh, hopefully we will have a, a special present for our VIPs over there on Patreon that we'll release that day. But thank you guys for joining us, and uh, especially uh, thanks to Adam and uh, Kevin for filling in in the meantime for Mickey and doing our Christmas show with us. So are you guys ready for Christmas, Adam? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling it. You know, speaking of taking a little bit of time off, you know, I, since I was 16 years old, I somehow have been pulled into playing Santa Claus over and over again. I don't know <laughs> how that has happened, but I own my own Santa suit now because it has happened so many times at so many private parties. I even played Santa Goofy at Disneyland. And uh, I mean, there, there's just been so many times I've done that. But this year, I, I just get to relax and put my feet up. But I got to say, you know, Santa goofs sometimes. And I actually, <laughs> I tried to get presents uh, for my co-hosts on the Wizards podcast, 
Stephen and Michael, and uh, they are big fans uh, of Batman 1966. And so I saw this Facebook ad come up for a Batman 1966 Batcave ornament. It was double, you know, ooh. two tiers, and you know they go down the poles, and at the top it's Bruce and Dick, and then at the bottom it's Batman and Robin. I was so excited, and so I ordered them. I sent them out, and then they're like, "By the way, Adam, uh, your package came." And they totally got knockoff bootleg versions of this ornament that looked like it was made in like a high school shop class. You know, somebody carved (laughs) it and then like just slapped some paint on it. I was because apparently the real one goes for like a hundred bucks at least. And I got a much better deal. (laughs) So just be warned. No shopping on Wish anymore, Adam. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Oh, that stinks. Well, Kevin, how's your holiday season going? I am nearly done shopping. Uh, I have one more person I want to find something for. I have uh, some stuff to pick up, and then I have some that I cannot make any sense of how it's being shipped. One was actually in my town and then shipped away to a different city. I'm not quite sure why. (laughs) Um, So I'm hoping. But at the time of this recording, I still got plenty of time to get all that stuff in and have less Christmas stress while I'm yes. waiting for a package show up. I, I don't know about you guys, but I have had a couple Christmases where the morning of the 24th, I am out the window looking for the mailman, <laughs> seeing if that one last one is arriving today. Yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be somewhat better this year than last year, dealing with the post office with my job and uh, not having a space to unload our truck on their dock last year was insane with the amount of packages they had but you know once you give it to the post office it's kind of out of your hands you're like you've you're covered i thought ahead of time and it says three days shipping or whatever mm-hmm. you know it's out of my hands <laughs> so we're doing fine too we uh we've been kind of low-key we've decorated up the house a little bit uh I got a little bit of Clark Griswold in me, but haven't been up on the roof, you know, with the staple gun for the lights. But uh, just stay out a, of the attic, Jason. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> my attic actually has some holes in it, so I do definitely do not go up in the attic, and especially do not watch movies up there. Um, <laughs> we've had a good time uh, this Christmas. We're just about done, I think, with all of our Christmas shopping, and I've actually done a lot of shopping at the thrift store this year as maybe you guys have seen <laughs> been the beneficiaries uh, of yeah, yeah. been the beneficiaries yeah. of uh, some thrift store items and i last couple of years i've found some things like that and just simple things books and you know stuff that people will open up and be like where in the heck did he find this you know <laughs> i like uh you know giving presents like that the the vintage stuff and Wish I was there. I'm, I'm glad you guys recorded some videos so I could see the reaction because that's what I need uh, about this time of year when I'm giving presents. I love to s- watch the reactions of people and some of the surprises on their faces when they see some of the things. But anyway, so yes, this is our Christmas episode. We're going to be doing our Christmas retro rumbles. Mickey has sent me the list and uh, we've got plenty to go through here. So we're not going to waste any more time. And we're going to jump in the time machine and do our Christmas retro rumbles. All right, here we are floating around in uh, Christmas past. We're the uh, time machine of Christmas past this week. So <laughs> got plenty of rumbles here from Mickey. Unfortunately, the list that he sent me didn't credit the people that submitted the rumbles, except for one. We're going to lead off with the uh, one from Ken Spalding. We'll throw this over to you, Kevin, to start. Scrooge versus the Grinch. All right. Complicated question for just flat out Scrooge versus Grinch, because in most of the narrations, they're both villains for, you know, 90% of the story until they got their face turned at the end. I do like a lot of Scrooge stuff. Scrooge McDuck being a big one, but I've been rewatching that recent Grinch movie from last couple of years with my kid. He loves it. I think it's fantastic, much better than I thought it would be. Uh, discover new things every time I watch it. Jason, you might 
be surprised, but there's a cameo appearance by a certain moose mug in the movie. Oh, really? In the new Grinch? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a blink and you'll miss it, but it's there. I'm going to have to watch it now, I guess. <laughs> you know, who else makes a cameo is Keenan Thompson, who is in every single movie <laughs> ever year. released in the yes. last five years. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's in everything. He was in the new Home Alone. Yep. Uh, what was the other one I've seen him in recently? Was it 8-Bit Christmas? He's in Clifford. Clifford. That was it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We watched that. I was like, is he? he I don't know. <laughs> He's, He's like a guy. background. Yeah. He's the background of every movie now. <laughs> oh, gosh. We, we just need to get him into Marvel now. Right. Going by our Keenan action figures. All right. So Kevin's taking the grid. Who are you taking, Adam? Um, I guess I got to say, like, when I think about just, you know, because there aren't that many Grinch interpretations you know you know you you have you know jim carrey is the grinch you know you have the original grinch you know with boris karloff and then you have this benedict cumberbatch and you know then you know you have i think less tremaine according to mike westfall's advent calendar house for that's where i learned for halloween is grinch night you know and there's probably a stage production i'm gonna imagine as well but like i i guess to me like the ever presence you know of scrooge so many interpretations almost every sitcom or cartoon or whatever has done a scrooge character you know you've had that mm-hmm. type of a story interpreted and there's you can just get so creative with it i mean to the point you know having a bill murray scrooge film a dark comedy you know directed mm-hmm. by richard daughter i just think that's like the pinnacle of it all so yeah i, I gotta go scrooge with this one it's weird uh jim carrey has done both characters hasn't he oh <laughs> you're right wow yeah, true. I just thought about that because you said uh, Jim Carrey doing Scrooge. I was like, or Grinch. I said, no, you mean Scrooge. No, he's right. He does. He's done both. (laughs) And I've only watched the one and it's, I've I've seen the Grinch movie. We have it, but uh, I don't watch it every year. I prefer the original cartoon. That's like one of my all time favorites. The Grinch special up there with Rudolph, Uh, just because it was once a year. I love Charlie Brown and I love Garfield, like I mentioned last week, but those were just special around this time of year. And I remember that being the talk of everything uh, in the classroom. When, when is the Grinch going to be on? And Scrooge, you know, there's, yeah, like you said, there's several interpretations. I, I have to watch the Muppets Christmas Carol every year. That's a staple. That's usually the one, the one that I make sure I watched each year, but, and then there's several interpretations. I will watch Scrooge every once in a while i don't watch that every year and the george c scott i don't watch that every year but i have to watch the grinch every year so i'm gonna go with the grinch on that one and i gotta add one more scrooge to the list and that's the honey nut cheerios commercial oh gosh yes (laughs) oh wow what a pull wow beautiful it's a, i yes. love that one hulk hogan because hulk hogan did one and then no. scrooge you know the champions of honey nut cheerios wow okay i might switch my vote <laughs> <laughs> all right next matchup is to adam hot cocoa versus eggnog oh i mean i this is pretty easy for me just from the perspective of i've had eggnog i think twice in my life is is about it like it's not a family tradition like it's it's not around me like i don't drink the alcoholic version if that's what it was anyway and so like i'll I'll just be like i don't don't know there's there's no appeal to me there but hot chocolate is just the thing that i gotta have when i'm getting the family all bundled up. We get in the van, we go for a drive to visit all the surrounding neighborhoods, check out Christmas lights, turn on our Christmas music, you know, then I got to make sure I have my hot chocolate. Like that, Mm -hmm. that was what adds the magic to the experience. And all the more so, like I just wait every year for McDonald's to bring their peppermint hot chocolate around because they Mm. just have the superior hot chocolate. Like a lot of people might go to Starbucks and things like that. I'm just like, not for me, too bitter. I need it super sweet. I got to have, oh, they just, (laughs) they do it just right at McDonald's. Yeah, I'm with you there. I have to have eggnog every year. I usually just buy a a quart. I'm usually the one, only one to drink it. And it usually becomes a little bit in my coffee each morning (laughs) to finish it off because I can't drink a lot of dairy. So I have to have it though. Cause I have the moose mug. 
and there's nothing else I can put in that moose bug but eggnog. It's just a roll, you know. And, and the way Clark dips it, like that's the best yeah. thing about that scene. <laughs> just like throwing it in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I got my eggnog this year. I have not drank it yet. I'm kind of saving it, I guess. I got the Fireball Cinnamon eggnog this year. It's non-alcoholic. I bought it at Walmart, so you got to buy your own Fireball. Is that like the Fireball there, but... candy? Is it branded? Is it a cross? No, 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 no. no. It's, it's Fireball a, whiskey. Yeah, there's oh. a there is a Fireball whiskey brand, but it's not okay. nothing to do with the. <laughs> Although that would <laughs> be Atomic fun. Fireball yeah. eggnog. Come on. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, instead <laughs> of peppermint, you throw one of those in with your eggnog. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Definitely hot cocoa for me, too, because we just love it. The kids ask for it, and there's nothing better than a hot cup of cocoa with marshmallows falling out the top with a uh, freshly popped popcorn watching Christmas movies. That's like our our thing. So definitely hot cocoa for me. What about you, Kevin? It's hot cocoa again, and, and it's that tradition you talk of. Like, I don't have a tradition for eggnog. I think I've been places or been a guest or whatever, and someone offers you a glass of eggnog, and you'd say yes to be polite, and then, okay, I've had a glass this holiday season. I'm I'm good. I'm good for another year. But hot cocoa is just the memories of it and everything. You know, and I, I always loved it to be hot enough to melt a candy cane inside, but cool enough that you can still drink it and mm-hmm. not have to wait for it. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you know, you go outside and you're freezing and you lose a mitten and your hands are cold and you, you know, strip off out of your snow stuff and get under a blanket and have some hot cocoa and watch some cartoons. Like I, I would do that today. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. But yeah. eggnog's just not it. And, you know, when Adam was mentioned the McDonald's there, I thought he was going to mention the eggnog milkshake. And then I got thinking, you know, maybe I'll get one this year. I, I can't even tell you the last time I tried one of those. And I'll probably regret it. I should just get a small. So I'm yeah, not get the small waste. size. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not wasting too much money. I didn't but, even know such a thing existed. That's how far eggnog is off my radar. Is that an annual thing, Kevin? Because I don't, I don't know. I don't remember it being like an annual thing. I thought it was an annual thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's in McRib territory now. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's whenever yeah. they want to do it. It could be. All right. Uh, coming back around to me. A cheese ball versus sausage balls. Not sure who submitted this one. But uh, for me, again, I can't eat a lot of dairy. I do like a good cheese ball and just, you know, dipping crackers in that thing all day. But I got to go with the sausage balls. I make those. That's one of my go-tos. The kids ask for them, too, all the time. And I'm like, well, okay, let's get some. We'll make some on Saturday morning when I have time to actually... uh, you know, heat up the oven and not have to uh, rush out the door. So I am a big fan of sausage balls and would take those any day over a large cheese ball. Can you clarify sausage balls? Is that like a little like meatball sized with like sausage right. and like batter type? thing? Yeah. Yeah. So you may, it, we use Bisquick in ground sausage and uh, basically shredded cheese. I like to get special kinds of cheeses to sh- shred myself and, oh. You make the little balls, bake it, and it's done. And they uh, get that real nice crisp there with the Bisquick when you cook it up. And, yeah, you know, the cheese balls, they have some weird stuff in them, too. Like, they'll put nuts or, <laughs> you know. Delivered almonds. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not big on that. But what do you say, Kevin? All right. So, I don't I, – I totally understand the joke of the, the charcuterie boards, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that correctly and I don't care, (laughs) which, but that's kind of what the cheese ball stuff always was for me. It's not just about the cheese ball. It's about all the other stuff you have with it as well. You know, the rave crackers and, and some sliced meats, olives, maybe, you know, it's the whole bit of it, but sausage balls, you don't need anything else with, you can just walk by and grab one of those and pop it into your mouth. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a walking around snack right there. (laughs) Just put some in. And then you don't feel like you have to hover over it, too. Like the cheese ball thing, you can take a knife and cut off a hunk of it to put on your plate. But you're either going to have way too much or way too little. You're never going to get that perfect amount. That's right. If you stand there hovering over the table to dip your crackers or whatever in it, then you feel like a glutton that's just dominating (laughs) the table. No one else could touch it. 
But those sausage balls are a snack on the go. So I'm leaning towards that. Yeah. What do you say, Adam? Well, I, I mean, I guess I don't have experience of sausage balls being associated with the holidays, but now I want them to be because I have plenty <laughs> of experience with cheese balls that I'm right there with Kevin, where you're just kind of like, ah, you know, yeah, I got to either hog it or I'm just going to get a little bit that is it good? Is it crumbly cheese? Is it super creamy? Like you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely like just you describing your sausage ball preparation was making my mouth water so that's gonna be my choice yeah and they give you those stupid little cheese ball knives too you know yeah. those, <laughs> they're, they're never the right size so you're trying to mess with that and they're, and they're usually like fancy. a character like carved yeah. into the handle it's hard to yeah. hold yeah yeah <laughs> come on man no contest there all right uh back around to kevin let's stick with the food here and i think this is probably a mickey submission here because i'm not I'm not a big punch person, so he, I, th- I believe it was him that submitted red punch versus green punch. Um, I'm oh. not sure what ingredients you're including with that, Kevin, so I can't give you any. Is green punch absinthe? Like, what, what is in there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it lime versus, like, cherry? I'm not a big punch person, so I got no idea. I mean, He's probably well, like screaming at the radio right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this as someone who's interviewed him for my own show and him just schooling me on things as an ignorant New Yorker, I feel like this is one of them because I don't have a clue. Any punch I had at you know a function or or a school gathering or something like that is kind of that not quite purple color, much like the candy canes in Santa Claus the movie. Like that's how it turns. <laughs> that's how it turns out looking. Neither red nor green. Um, and and here we are debating what it is that makes it red or green. So just to pick something, how about a green one made of ecto cooler? Oh, uh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. Still too, still too soon, Adam. A little raw here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I see. I googled it real quick. In Green Punch, it says, like, there's different variations, but it looks like it's lime. You use lime sherbet, lime Kool-Aid, ginger ale, uh, maybe pineapple juice in there, it looks like, or like a frozen limeade. It's oh, starting to sound so, pretty good. Okay. So that's more of the lime thing. Red Punch looks like it's more of a apple juice, cranberry juice, maybe, type <sighs> drink. So Hawaiian Punch, maybe. That might make me uh, choose the red side if there's Hawaiian punch in there. So it sounds like the red one would be good with vodka. And it sounds like the green one is, it just needs some cherry in there to do it as a cherry limeade style. Right. I don't know. Adam, what do you think? I don't know. (laughs) Like when when you start listing off the ingredients now. Yeah. Cause I've never, I've never thought of, you know, punch being anything but red, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, but that's just average. If you are putting lime sherbet in your uh, your green punch, then that's the winner right there. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to uh, defer to Mickey next time he comes and see what kind he makes. Because I know he does make punch. And uh, yeah, I, I don't Anytime I had punch was always at like a wedding or someplace. We never made it at the house. And it's just a bunch of juices mixed together is what I always pictured. Yeah. So. I'm not the connoisseur by any means. All right, Adam. Here's a big one. Rudolph versus Frosty. Oh, well, I mean, unlike a lot of people, I did not grow up with stop motion Rankin Bass. Like the movie Elf, the Mm. opening to that movie means nothing to me. And my (laughs) my wife loves it, but I'm like, I I don't get it. And a snowman who talks to you, it's it's the snowman. Who? For our lives. Who? Anyway, so like to me, like I grew up on my VHS tape that I've watched, you know, since 1986, it was always the Frosty the Snowman special. And so I just have a great time, you know, revisiting that for nostalgia. But, you know, at the same time, I had a Rudolph... I, I don't know if you call it a music box, whatever. It was like a ceramic little statue with a light that was the nose that would beep along with the song, you know, really mm-hmm. nasally kind of annoying electronic. 
you know, and so, but, but like that sound and just like holding it in my lap, you know, on the couch and just being like, oh, Rudolph. But I, I think it ultimately it just comes down to the fact that when I have finally caught up with the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special, that Rudolph voice just really annoys me. It makes me Aww. not want to go back to it. And, you know, you got the stupid doof who is Frosty the Snowman, but it's less offensive to me. And uh, so I think I got to go with Frosty on this one. Yeah, he's a misfit. Don't, you know, it's not his fault. And Hermie, I love Hermie too. They both have that kind of whiny voices, but oh, I've loved Rudolph since I can remember. And that was the one that I would get excited for at school and couldn't wait for it to come on. It was probably <laughs> a lot of Christmas tapes were probably some of the early ones that I bought on VHS. Rudolph being one of them and some of the other movies and, and specials around that time that you just couldn't, you had to wait, you know, until the end of the year, I wanted to have them and watch them when I wanted to. So I know we had some early VHS copies of, of Rudolph, but Frosty never really connected with me. It, I mean, I have watched it over the years and it was usually like the second one. It was like Rudolph and then Frosty. He was never the headliner. <laughs> so I don't know, take it for what it's worth. I'm i I'm a Rudolph guy. I can quote that whole special, that whole Rankin Bass special. No problem. If you're talking this song now, I could probably, I, I would probably prefer Buffety, Frosty. Bup, 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 yeah. Bup, look at Frosty go. <laughs> you don't get uh, Dean Martin though. Uh, Rudy the Red Beaked Reindeer. You know. <laughs> uh, bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Anyway, Kevin, what's your take? All right. So a wise man once said that Rudolph is the least interesting character in a special. <laughs> just last week he said that yeah <laughs> and i've been thinking about it since hearing it last week and i gotta agree that and that's nothing against rudolph but that movie or sorry well that special packs a whole big two-hour movie into you know 45 minutes or whatever it is whereas frosty is a glorified four-minute song stretched out to be a half-hour special mm-hmm. frosty's just a good villain, real good villain. Uh, one of the best ones out there. But then everything else just falls flat. I don't care about the kids. The one looks like he should have been on Fat Albert with his oversized hat and everything. <laughs> stuff. Uh, the, the bunny that should have been a lot more interesting and just does nothing. But yeah. Rudolph has, you know, the Hermie stuff is good. Yukon Cornelius, Bumble. And then, like, I have Bumble stuff at home when my kid was younger and in a, like, Christmas-themed onesie bumping into everything, I called him Bumble. So now I got Bumble stuff everywhere because of it. But Rudolph is just, like, that's, uh, you know, you said Frosty always gets second billing. I'll even go farther than second billing. If you were flipping through the channels, kids, we used to have to flip through channels, and Rudolph starts at eight and Frosty starts at eight. I'm watching Rudolph every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would be the same way. It's funny. Like there's a uh, local newspaper we used to mail called the Montgomery independent. And I would specifically call it the independent, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like from the Rudolph special, like the whole year independent. Anyway, uh, we'll let, uh, <laughs> we'll let you guys decide out there if you if you want to side if more people want to side there with uh adam to kind of even and out but yeah definitely rudolph okay let's keep the uh christmas special theme going here i believe this one i submitted i think it's my turn to start the smurfs christmas special versus the he-man and she-ra christmas special Jeez. now the reason why i did this if you remember both of those it's all about the villain who helps the good people to defeat the new bad guy. So in the He-Man and She-Ra, they get Skeletor. You got those annoying little kids, and you get Skeletor to help fight uh, the horde there, you know, and he helps He-Man on that one. And then on the Smurfs, you get Gargamel helping the Smurfs to uh, make the uh, help the goodness make the badness go away. <laughs> And defeat this uh, whatever sorcerer. So, uh, which one is less annoying? I guess to me, because I I don't know. I never really bought into either of those, and to me, they're both kind of tough to watch now. 
because you don't get the traditional He-Man versus Skeletor or the Smurfs versus Gargamel story. It's they kind of throw it on its end there. And that Smurf song is pretty dang annoying. So I guess I'm going to lean towards He-Man and She-Ra since you get them both together in the same special and kind of combining those worlds. So what do you think, Kevin? Man. All right. The He-Man one is awful. I will flat out admit it. But because it's awful, I love it. <laughs> this the Smurf one, I can't even do the nostalgia for. It. And I mean, I watched Smurfs when I was younger. I have a weird respect for it because I've I've grabbed some of the original comics and I see what they were trying for and everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I have respect for the Smurfs, but the He-Man one, it is He-Man and She-Ra. So all the boys that wanted to watch She-Ra stuff that couldn't watch it because it's a girl show could watch this thing together when they were younger. Mm-hmm. You have cameos from a lot of characters from both toy lines that you don't usually see in the episodes. Yeah, you do. And then Skeletor getting to a point of, hey, I'm evil, but for this one thing, I'm on the same side as He-Man. As soon as this is done, we're on opposite sides again. <laughs> this one thing... All right, reluctantly, we got to be on the same side here. And I might be in minority. I really liked the recent Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe Revelations. Really loved it. And there is things that you might say are callbacks to this Christmas special in it as well. Um, No one's done a callback to the Smurfs in 30, 35 (laughs) years, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I don't think so. What do you think, Adam? Uh, well, see, now I grew up, my dad loved the Smurfs. He actually called me Smurf and Smuffy and all these different variations of Smurf, <laughs> like my whole life growing up till I was like 11. And I was like, we were at a pizza hut in line ordering. He's like, what do you want, Smuffy? I'm like, dad, it's just Adam. <laughs> you know? oh. and, and so like Smurfs have a very special place in my heart, my connection with my dad, despite that moment, you know, that was just my moment of being a man. but. Also, the He-Man and She-Ra special, you know, for all the reasons you guys have mentioned, but my first RetroCon, we actually went and got a signed Skeletor action figure by Alan Oppenheimer, the Ooh. voice of Skeletor. And when I got up to him and I got to have my 30 seconds to a minute with him and while he was signing, I said, could you just say this line for me? Well, I don't like to feel good. And he was so gracious and he actually recreated that and said it for me. And he just had this gleam in his eye and I will always remember it. So I got to say that, uh, (laughs) that, that is definitely the winner. Uh, we're unanimous then. (laughs) Very cool. All right. Uh, let's move on to some other Christmassy things here. How about, let's see, who are we up to Kevin? Let's, uh, Let's say, Kevin, what would you prefer, a white Christmas or a Christmas at the beach? Uh, hmm. I mean, I live in upstate New York, so white <laughs> Christmas is a loaded it's every question. Year. Yeah, yeah. Loaded. Well, this year, possibly not. It was 60 like a couple days ago, um, and it's raining now, so which would in other years would have been a snowstorm. Christmas at the beach. Okay. In my mind, Christmas at the beach is a destination. You don't usually live at the beach. You went to the beach for Christmas right, and for right. a family vacation. Now you got to pack everything. You got to pack the presents and you got to deal with all this stuff. And it's a hassle mm-hmm. and someone's going to get sick and someone's going to get sunburned and all. And you just want, you're like, oh, I could have just been home <laughs> celebrating Christmas. I like a white Christmas when it's not too bad. Like if it snows like the 23rd. And everything's been plowed and the roads are clear, but there's snow covering everything. That's a good one. Okay. I like that. So a white Christmas, but within my safety parameters. <laughs> okay. Adam, what would you prefer? Well, I grew up in California, so I was literally 20 minutes from the beach my whole life. And uh, we had white Christmases because it was foggy. It would get very foggy, a foggy Christmas, but... <laughs> Uh, I have since moved to Montana, 
where we get heavy snowfall. I'm learning to shovel driveways and everything else, which you think would cloud my uh, my judgment somewhat. I'd be like, oh yeah, I wish I was at the beach. I don't know. But honestly, like there is just something so magical, even if the manual labor is involved in a white Christmas. And we have a big pine tree that's just a natural Christmas tree out in our front yard that we get to decorate. And when it's covered with snow, it's just magical to me. So I got to go white Christmas. Are you are you asking Santa for a snowblower yet? <laughs> that has been a heavy suggestion from Michael Kennedy, my co-host, who lives in you know New York. He grew up in that area, so he knows. Uh, he's like, yeah, you you need to stop buying collectibles. You need to invest in a snowblower this year. Instead of visiting I mean, the thrift store, you visit yeah. the uh, pawn shop. That's right. <laughs> you're you're in better shape than I am, Adam. But let me tell you, like I. We're too old to do that anymore by hand. It's getting to be that way. But I also say to my wife, it's the only exercise I get. <laughs> it's the same with mowing the lawn. I'll do it because I, you know, I don't need a riding mower. I got to get out there, burn some calories. That's right. Well, I have done both mainly because I've lived my life half in the north, half in the south now. And my in-laws live in Florida. We have packed up the presents and gone down for Christmas several times, not necessarily always going to the beach, but it's, you know, warmer. And we have visited the beach on Christmas day before and kind of walked around in our uh, bare feet. Uh, I don't remember ever like swimming or anything, you know, uh, having a full like beach day at Christmas. That's it's got its place. But now that I, it's been years and years and years, decades since I've seen a white Christmas, we get snow like once every two or three years here, and it will last a half a day. Once the sun comes out, it's gone. You know, very rare have we had snow more than in multiple days. So when it does happen, it's very magical, as you say, Adam. And we're all out in it making snowballs, usually wet snowballs, <laughs> and <laughs> trying to have a snowball fight or trying to make a snowman that falls apart and uh, I miss having the white Christmas. So I would definitely, and I'm more of a cold weather person than hot weather person, believe it or not, living in Montgomery now for 15 years. Uh, you would think I would have moved by now, but I'm definitely a white Christmas person overall. So, all right, um, Adam, we're going to throw one to you. How about presents, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Hmm. Well, I think, I mean, I, I just can't, I can't imagine in my mind needing to open all my presents on Christmas Eve. Like that, that's just like, you're, you're ruining the magic of the anticipation that mm -hmm. is to come. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? You're building up to Christmas Eve, you go to bed, you're, you, you can barely sleep, you know, you got to get out of the covers. And, you know, these days, now that I'm a parent, I need Christmas Eve to assemble all my kids' toys, you know, some assembly required. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's plenty of assembly required. Uh, and so that, that, that just waking up though, on Christmas morning and rushing out to the tree or seeing the kids do that like that is where the magic is for me so i i wouldn't want to spoil it by getting it all done christmas eve even opening one present christmas eve has no no appeal to me yeah i never had that tradition of opening up presents on christmas eve uh i was always kind of uh, jealous of the kids that said that you know oh i opened this last night what you're allowed to open one on christmas eve we're not you know and it's just the anticipation of it. Uh, even now as a parent, I'm, I, I can't sleep on Christmas Eve because I'm just waiting for the kids to come in the room, you know, wake me up. Uh, so I, I feel that kind of anticipation even as a parent now. And I have the uh, glorious tradition of waking up, turning on the, uh, the TV to my wonderful Yule log, usually the WPIX Yule log or, uh, whatever one I can find on streaming with Christmas music. And we have that in the background as we're opening presents on Christmas day. I've kept that going. So we don't have the warm touch of the cathode ray tube in the, in the TV anymore, <laughs> but we have a fireplace that's, you know, works actually as well. So yeah, definitely Christmas day for opening presents. None of this Christmas Eve stuff. <laughs> Kevin, did you ever open presents on Christmas Eve? We had, um, 
my dad's side of the family, uh, all the aunts and uncles and cousins would get together. And there are so many cousins on that side that the adults agreed a long time ago. Hey, everyone just buys one gift for another kid. But they were also together that night. So all the kids would gather around. We had one gift you know, from one of our cousins, one of the families, whatever there that we got Christmas Eve. Um, usually we would take off and go to like midnight mass with our one present mm-hmm. to probably occupy <laughs> us, honestly, looking back, you know, as a parent <laughs> be exhausted. But then Christmas day was when it happened and we would have, you know, presents from mom and dad presents from Santa. Then like sometimes like, you know, a, a different aunt or uncle or grandparent might stop by during the day and there's something and Christmas became like a, a high maintenance girlfriend of no, it's my birthday month. <laughs> like, we could just spread out Christmas throughout the week, pretty much. Oh, we're seeing these people on the 27th. Uh, I guess we're going to have more presents then. But the bulk of it always has to be Christmas day. I think that's what makes it special because it is the day. And like, I, I know so many, one of my favorite games when uh, I'm driving on Christmas day from my own house to someone else's is counting the Christmas trees that are already outside in the trash. And I don't <laughs> understand that. Like I want it, I want yeah. Christmas last the whole day. I want presents to last the whole day. And then I want that feeling of the presents under the tree for another couple weeks. Yeah. Like I want to enjoy all that, but the main, the, the main attraction of it has to all be Christmas day in my mind. Yeah. And here's a good follow-up. So I'll start this one foil wrapping paper for those presents or regular wrapping paper for your presents. The foil ones, I always just picture in a store window. It's more for decoration or something, not real presents. You know, I don't know too many people that use foil wrapping paper. Uh, We have, have had some that's more metallic or something, but not like a true you know, almost like you're using like aluminum foil that's colored, <laughs> but the regular wrapping paper, you know, there's all kinds. You, you, you can pick all the different uh, patterns you can pick for specifically for your kids. Uh, I have some rolls here that in the house left over that are uh, Christmas vacation and Christmas story themed that uh, people have used on my presents. So yeah, just the sound of the regular wrapping paper, I think, is different as well when you're tearing into them. So definitely regular wrapping paper for me. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, regular wrapping paper for sure. Foil just, it, it, I don't think I've ever gotten a foil wrap present from someone that knows me. It, <laughs> it seems more like something that uh-huh. was picked up pre-wrapped at a store or like, um, you know, a boss has given you a Christmas present. I think the only time I've seen someone use it and it does make sense is um, I've seen jewelry wrapped up in a foil one. And that Mm -hmm. does just the metallic nature of it. That does kind of make some sense to me. I get it. But for myself, not a chance. And the weird thing is like my big memories of foil wrapping paper of any kind is like someone's cat playing with it, just being attracted to the foil and the shininess of it and everything. I don't know what was wrapped in it. I don't know who it came from or who it was going to, but I can picture a cat playing around with a ball of it. Was uh, Aunt Bethany's present wrapped in foil when she wrapped up her cat? <laughs> I, I can't remember. <laughs> I think it had a bow. Cats I remember are, him, yeah, moving cats are very around. hard to wrap up. It's better to just do a gift bag for a cat because they're so oddly <laughs> shaped. Oh, gosh. What about you, Adam? Uh, yeah, I, I got to go regular wrapping paper because to me, like the foil is you had to be alive in the 60s. You had to be somebody <laughs> who looked like they walked off the set of Mad Men uh, to be using foil wrapping paper and that weird like golden elastic twine that wraps around it too. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just that's old people stuff. Like that's what my grandparents had in their closet to wrap presents with. And that's <laughs> that's not fun. It's too fancy. All right, we got a couple left here. I buried the lead. I think we need to go ahead and get it out of the way. And I think we're up to Kevin. Christmas vacation or a Christmas story? Oh, you already got enough work to do today. So I'm going to be careful with my language so you don't have to (laughs) censor and edit the episode too. Because this came up in my Facebook memories today too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because last year while recording the house show, Treats and uh, educator there realized that I do not like Christmas vacation. That's right. Oh, gosh, I forgot about that. 
I gave you a ton of crap on Twitter. You about that. did, and they did too. <laughs> and we did a whole episode about it. As That's a, right. As a bonus. That's right. Um, by the time I finally watched it, I thought, "This is it. This is what everyone loves. This is what the hype has been about. This is it." Now, to be fair, I didn't watch it as a kid. I didn't watch it as a teenager or anything. My family didn't watch it. I have no memories of it. I'm watching it in my 40s for the first time when everyone's told me how great it is. And there's the merchandise and the moose mugs and the, you know, (laughs) Funko Pops and everything else for it. And with that buildup, it was just there. Yeah. And I have felt zero desire to watch it again. I don't think that has ever like worked out where somebody has 30 years of nostalgia for something and you finally see it, watch it, experience it for the first time and come even close to the level of the, the fans, you know, I don't care what it is. So I can, I can get that as a, one of those, you know, Christmas vacation nut jobs. I understand your position because there's been other things too. Uh, you know, Mickey hasn't watched Die Hard, and he doesn't care to watch Die Hard. I I begged him for years to watch The Matrix, and he gave it one and a half stars. You know, it, it, <laughs> I don't blame him for that, though. It's just because if you're there when it first comes out and love it from day one, there's just no way you're going to reach the height that it is 30 years from then <laughs> that, that we're at now and watching it for the first time. So, and it kind of worries me too. Like my my boss didn't grow up watching. She's a little younger than me, but she didn't grow up watching all these Christmas specials or cartoons. When she got married, her husband was introducing them to her, so she's watching it in her thirties for the first time. It's just like, okay, it's a movie, it's a show. Like I I don't get it. I don't get why this is special. So I I, I do think there's a thing for watching it for first time. You know how old you are. My my ex watched Goonies for the first time when we started dating. So she was in her thirties, and she's like, "All right, like it's a bunch of kids." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. "No, it's the Goonies," and it, it just didn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. See. So yeah, for me, watching Christmas Vacation in my forties, it just landed flat for me. Christmas Story, however, I am fully prepared and very excited. I'm going to turn on the marathon. I don't know if it's on TNT or TBS this year. Doesn't matter. I'm going to turn on the marathon and I'm going to keep it on until my uncle goes, is this movie still on? <laughs> I've been here three hours and the movie's still on. Of course. <laughs> I've never watched this movie. I'm like, it's on every year. Well, you yeah, could have sat down and watched it a couple times by now. <laughs> Adam, what's your take? Well, I guess for me, like I saw Christmas Vacation at my friend Eric's house, probably in 91. So in, in 1991 was my first viewing of a Christmas vacation. And it is a special movie. It's actually one my wife even likes, like she'll turn it on, which surprises me because <laughs> generally that's not her style of humor. But then a Christmas story to me is just, it's so magical. It's different. Like, you know, Christmas vacation is funny. A Christmas story literally fills your heart with joy. That is a tradition we do have is after all the presents are opened, everything is done on Christmas morning. The kids go off in the other room. They play. My wife and I sit together and watch a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. And so like that one is just so special to me. Plus this year, our buddy Chad over at Horror Movie Barbecue gave me a heads up on these VHS Christmas ornaments that came yes. out. There was one for Elf and one for a Christmas story. And as I've said, I don't care for elf it doesn't mean that much to me but a christmas story is so fantastic and i'm so excited to find that this year so yeah definitely ralphie and the gang all the way he had yellow eyes so help me (laughs) yellow eyes (laughs) there's actually more tapes out there that are ornaments i've seen jaws oh uh i've seen what was the other one i've seen maybe et it's yeah it's it was great. I'm glad to, that those are out there. I have probably watched a Christmas story more just because of the marathon and just leaving it on during the day. Uh, and I can come in at any point and start watching and we'll try to get a full cycle. You know, uh, Christmas, I like to watch it on Christmas Eve 
I think that that's typically when we watch it, but it, you know, it being on for 24 hours, I know we've opened presents to it as well. So yeah, I, I love it a lot, but I'm just going to put, it's like one, a one B, as I always say, it's my cop out. Christmas vacation is my one, a Christmas story is my one B that experience. I had two years ago, seeing it in the theater, with some of my buddies and then people being there in costume, uh, a dude in his bathrobe with the, with the hat, you know, being cousin Eddie. (laughs) And there was a whole gang of them that showed up in a station wagon with a tree strapped to the top of it. I have pictures. It was just an amazing experience. uh, Probably the most fun theater experience I've ever had. So that's just, heightened it even more and then just the explosion of the merchandise from both of them really because i've got several ornaments i got a leg lamp ornament and i've got one that's uh, a picture of the whole family uh i've got a ralphie in the pink bunny costume ornament and then i've got uh, a friend of mine gave me the uh tenement on wheels that has a little uh <laughs> speaking part you hit the button and you can hear eddie talk and I've got the uh, the station wagon with the Christmas tree on top, and I've got, I got an ornament. Actually, when I went to see the movie at AMC, they gave us a, an ornament as we went in the door, which was very fun. So, yeah, I just I'm over the moon for Christmas vacation. I have been since I the first time I watched it, which was at a friend's house. It was a rental. I remember like watching it two or three times that night. I stayed over, and we stayed up and watched it again, and. Yeah, just, uh, oh, gosh, Christmas Vacation is my favorite, but Christmas Story is right there. All right, our last one, a very heartfelt one, hopefully. <laughs> Let's see, who is, uh, is it up? Is it me or is it Adam? I can't remember. I think it's you. Okay, our last rumble is giving versus receiving, and I'm definitely a giver. I love to give presents. I love to see the reactions from people. Even if it's just uh, like <laughs> I've sent out a few this year, hopefully I'll get a chance to get one out to all of our retro network people. But uh, just getting that note back and they're telling me, you know, oh, I can't believe you put that in there. And uh, and again, the, the, the thrift store experience that we all love really adds to that equation now and getting a really fun surprise from somebody or somebody being surprised like where did you find this and (laughs) i can't believe uh you you know you gave it to me and you know it could be simple as a comic or a book or you know whatever a record that's just uh from their childhood maybe they mentioned it one time or two and i like picking up on those little things and uh even just this weekend i found uh, a laser disc for adam that i can't wait to send him you know (laughs) yeah video disc baby yeah so i'm definitely on the uh i I, I like the giving more than the getting so kevin what do you say when i was younger obviously it was getting the presents of course it was we jokingly in previous years had a like not officially and not that i told certain family members but it was always like who won christmas like who got mm-hmm. the best reaction for something who picked that perfect gift who picked the thing that made someone cry <laughs> or I can't believe you, you found this. And I had a couple times that I knew I won Christmas and I was very happy about it. And now I, of course, and I, I got to imagine you to a degree it's having a kid changes it completely. Like just the reaction and the excitement and the joy and the thrill and the, you know, Oh, I love you so much, dad. You know, cause <laughs> They got material item. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But but still it's like I had so I, I bought way too much for my kid. Way too much. I know I did. But I didn't want him disappointed that he didn't get something he really wanted too, though. Right. So I'm like, okay, this thing is way more expensive than it should be. This is totally a gimmick. These people are getting rich off of nothing, but you want it. <laughs> so it will yeah. be there for you. <laughs> And that's also, you know, as I said on the start of it, I'm looking for one more thing. I don't feel like I have a good enough present for my mom yet. Like I have presents for, but nothing really seems like this is really good. This, this is a great 
way to show how much, you know, I love and appreciate my mom for all that she's done. And I'm going to keep going out in stores every day until I find that thing that, you know, I feel that way when I see it, like, Oh, this is the gift I've been looking for all this time. This is the one that's going to do it. Yeah. And I, you know, if I, I, I joked about my dad when I was younger and all, but there is the thing of, if I really want something, I'll go get it myself. So now of course I, I like, getting things lesser, but I like figuring out how someone got there for me. Like, why this? <laughs> yeah. Like, what was it about this thing that screamed Kevin to you? <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you were mentioning the, the retro network um, Christmas gifts there, me opening up the one from you. I understood why every single thing in there, why you picked that. Like that, that was fantastic and brilliant for it. So I understood every bit of it. And and I kind of wonder for other people now, like, why did you pick that up for me? <laughs> for well, good like, or bad reasons. And going to the thrift store, I, I feel like I'm Christmas shopping the whole year because my yeah. wife gets onto me about as much stuff as I get. And it's not, not the uh, cost of it. It's just the amount of stuff that I got piled up and I got little stacks here and stacks there. She says, what are you doing all that? And I was like, it's going to be a gift at some point to somebody and i'm gonna just hang on to it so now i can just kind of like let the gifts come to me throughout the whole year i keep them and then it was really fun putting some of those presents together this year and thinking about the person what they like and finding something in my stack to uh to give them so i did really enjoy that what about you adam well, you know, there's the old adage, it's better to give than to receive. However, I think my ability to give, as proven by my story up at the top of the show, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> has been called into question. Uh, and giving at all to me is always stressful because, yeah, it's like you you think you know the person, you, th- you want it to mean something. And so I don't, it, I, I want to give when it makes sense. Like you said, throughout the year, let me play Santa when I find the thing. And I'm like, this is what I know you need. But yeah. like putting it all down to this one day, this one time of year and trying to find it is stressful to me. However, there is an elation I get from receiving that gift that somebody just got me. There's always that one, right? Like mm-hmm. Kevin saying, you know, you won Christmas. It has already happened for this year. You know, Christmas Day has not come as of this recording, but my co-host on Wizards, despite the fact that I totally messed up his gift, he got me the most awesome thing ever, which is a mug that is the insignia that is on the action figure for the transforming Bruce Wayne Kenner Batman Returns figure. I saw that. And it is just so awesome. I mean, it just, it filled me with so much excitement. So Steven, if you're listening, you did it, buddy. You made my Christmas. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's great. And now see that the pressure's back on us that love to give. We've hit such a home run that now we're like, and I feel this sometimes too, where I got to hit another home run. I got to top that next year. So exactly. It's there is a growing amount of stress <laughs> each time now that I know I'm not going to be able to, to do quite what I did this year for some people, but yeah, I've got that to, to kind of go on my back for next year. All right. Well, that was our Christmas rumbles. We're going to hop back in the time machine here and wrap things up this week and tell you what's coming up in after hours. All right, we hope you enjoyed our Christmas rumble through time. My thanks to Adam and to Kevin for uh, sending in for Mickey this week. Mickey, we missed you. Hope you have a Merry Christmas, and hopefully uh, we'll get back together for the new year, a new episode as January rolls around here, and uh, he can get back on a a good schedule uh, at his work. But uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. We did miss you. Make sure you uh, leave your comments to at TRN Social. You can find Kevin at Masked Library, Adam at Hoju Coolander. We'll put their links to their uh, Twitter profiles in the show notes. And you can uh, tell them uh, what you thought about some of their picks. And you can chime in with maybe there's a matchup that you thought we were totally off. Maybe you are a, uh, 
you have a tough decision with red and green punch, you know. <laughs> we, we had no experience with that, but we'd love to hear about it this week uh, if you'll seek us out. And coming up in After Hours for our VIPs tonight, we're going to do a few more retro Christmas rumbles. So be looking for that in your feeds uh, tonight at 6 p.m. on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the retro network. So for Kevin and Adam, you guys have a Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you so much for uh, chiming in here, sitting in for Mickey, and we will uh, see you next week. Actually, we'll see you in two weeks in time. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.